Welcome to the Roadie Runback. I'm your host, Jeff Marone, and I have an awesome interview for you guys today with Coach Evan Mitchner. He is the head coach of Varsity V2 Boys Basketball Team for Rocky Hill Country Day School, and I'm happy to bring to you an RI Sports-focused podcast. We will deep dive into our local, high school, college, and athletic programs across our great state of Rhode Island. Here we go. Welcome to the Rudy Runback episode 62. I have a great interview for you guys today with Coach Evan Mitchner. He is a head coach for Boys Basketball V2 at Rocky Hill Country Day School. Great interview with Coach Mitchner. Really enjoyed our conversation. Really enjoyed hearing about his coaching journey, how he got into coaching when he was 21, and now he ended up being uh, you know, where he is right now at Rocky Hill Country Day School and the sport behind him as they continue to grow their program there at Rocky Hill. So it's just great to hear uh, all the great things he's doing over there at Rocky Hill. And he's also the assistant director of Team New England, which is uh, a known powerhouse AU team here in Rhode Island. And they're doing great things. They just became a marquee hoops, which is a Nike program. And he mentions that also in this episode. Just a great interview overall. You guys really enjoy this episode. But before we get into the episode, remember you guys can watch today's episode on YouTube by searching the Rory Runback. Just remember that share, like, and subscribe button. If you can't make it to YouTube, just remember to, you know, you're listening to it right now on the podcast that you listen to on the podcast platform you listen to. So listen here on the podcast platform. Just remember that like, share, and subscribe button. Also, just a reminder to you guys, every Sunday is the live show, uh, the recap show. Uh, we just did playoff previews and everything like that. So definitely check those out as well. Two on YouTube, along with we had another live event with the Johnson Girls basketball team. So definitely check that out as well, too. Um, but all right, here is our episode with Coach Mitchner. All right, on today's show, I welcome on uh, the head coach of Rocky Hill Country Day School Varsity uh, V2 Boys Basketball Team and the assistant sure. director of Team New England AU Basketball Team, Coach Evan Mitchner. Coach, how are you today? Good morning, good morning. I'm well, man. I'm well. Thank you for having me. Of course, Coach. I'm very excited to have you on the show. This is awesome. Glad we are able to make this work and, uh, you know, get to know you and have the fans get to know you as well, too. Uh, first of all, Coach, I asked all my, all my guests this question because we're going through some crazy times. How are you doing during these COVID times? Doing the best I can, man. We're managing, man. It's, it's, it's definitely tough for basketball, but um, we're getting through. So we're getting through. That's that's good. Yeah, it's it's, it's such a weird... It's got to be one a like weird to start basketball in the middle of January and not have it start like right after when you guys are supposed to start your season around like Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving. So that's got to be a weird feeling too, huh? Yeah, it it pushed everything back. So it's kind of a jam right now, traffic jam of sorts, trying to get AAU off the ground and um, just still coaching. Like my time is non-existent right now. There's no such thing as free time right now. (laughs) So it's it's around the clock, man. It's a lot. Yeah, I, I bet, I bet. Uh, but I want to start, just kind of take a jump back before we get into Rocky Hill. Um, how did you start to fall in love with basketball? Well, a uh, quick story. Um, my brother, who's seven years older than myself, was actually a McDonald's All-American. 
uh, top 25 in the country back in the 90s, long, long time ago. Yeah. Uh, that, that's where my love originated from. He actually went to Maine Central Institute uh, prep school up in Maine, Pittsfield, Maine, with um, played for the legendary coach Max Good, played in front of Catino Mobley, actually. So uh, that's sort of where my love came from, just watching my brother play and just kind of fell in love with the game, man, being around it as much as I was. That's awesome. And how did that, you know, what, what year was that for your brother? If you don't mind me asking. 93, 94, I believe. Oh, nice. That's so awesome. it, was, it was a while ago. <laughs> hey, listen, I was born in the 80s, so. <laughs> All right, good, good. Yeah. You're not that far from me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you, now I'm going to add, you're probably a Jordan guy, aren't you? Absolutely. But <laughs> LeBron's quickly winning me over. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Really? He's yeah. special, man. Yeah, he, he is a great he's a great player. I mean, what he's doing at his age and still continuing to perform Definitely. at a high level, it's, it's crazy. But um, and now, what made you decide to get into coaching? You started coaching at a young age, started coaching at 21. What was the decision to, you know, make that step? Um, I wasn't going to the NBA. been been five foot seven my whole life and being completely honest wasn't the most athletic um didn't really leave the three-point line like that was my specialty um catch and shoot (laughs) once I knew that uh those hoop dreams were dying I I needed to find some way to stay connected to the game and uh luckily my rec coach uh my entire youth he was willing to take me on and allow me to nag him with a million and one questions so that's sort of where uh, I made the transition when I came to reality that my days on the court were far gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable. I, uh, that, happened, that happened to me too, coach. I realized when I was 5'7". <laughs> it's like, I got to do yeah, this. Like, ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And what was the first, you know, what was your first coaching position and like what really made you catch like that coaching bug from there? Well, my, my first coaching position was uh, with John Hope Rec Center. Well, John Hope Settlement House in the Providence Recreation League. Um, like I said, I was 21. I was an assistant coach behind my former head coach, Howard Soares, who uh, actually is still coaching in the Providence Rec League. He's with uh, Zuccolo Rec Center now. But um, just his passion, man, it, it was infectious, you know? The, the, the love he had for the kids, the, the, the way he gave back, the time he gave to the kids, and the time he gave to the community, it... Um, it spoke to me and from the beginning it's always been bigger than basketball man the impact that he had on my life and keeping me straight um i just felt like i needed to return that that's awesome that's great and what was the next decision for you to take that next step and you I mean, you got into some aau coaching uh you started coaching with the renegades what was that right. like next step how did you get into that aau that aau field well, uh, a very close friend of mine, a friend of 20 plus years who actually now coaches with me with Team New England, um, he actually was the owner and founder of the Rhode Island Renegades, Coach Mel Moore. And um, he it, it grew too quickly. So he had reached out and just was like, oh, Ev, can you know come give me a hand with some teams? I went over there, started out with the, I believe, sixth grade at the time was the first team I had when I went over with uh, another friend of mine, Joe, uh, Coach Lopez. But um, <clears throat> that's kind of where it was. And same situation with rec basketball, man. Once I got over there, I realized I could have even bigger impact on kids' lives, taking them out of the state, showing them things that they typically might not see. So um, I just became, became, uh, became fully immersed in AAU after that. So I kind of just locked in. And then, you know, eventually Renegades kind of faded. And then I had my son who... Um, 
took an early liking to the game. And when I tell people this story, they kind of look at me like I'm making it up or trying to exaggerate. But truth is, um, from the time my son was born, he literally would sit on my lap and watch an entire basketball game. Well, not watch, but you know what I mean? Be there and sit through an entire basketball game without a cry. Um, no diaper change. Felt like he held his pee <laughs> until the game yeah. was over for me. But it would literally, from newborn, sit through it. And that kind of, it always resonated with me. I felt like he had a love from birth, literally. So I just stuck with him, put a basketball in his hand as soon as possible. That's awesome. That's great. That's that's really, and then, like, did he develop into, like, did he start playing AU? Is that what made you keep going with it as well? Yeah. Um. So when he turned four, he started playing on our third grade team not playing much but just being around it yeah you know like i said at the time i was still coaching with renegade so he was always at practice he was always involved so i threw him a uniform and you know if the score got too big on our end i'd throw him in there let him run around turn the ball over a few times that type of thing but um his his love has been consistent throughout and he's still active and playing currently in the eighth grade so wow that's that's awesome. Good for that's good for your son. That's great that he developed a love at such a young age. Man, I hope I have a kid one day that they sit through a basketball game for me too, you know, and develop that love. And how did you end up with the crush and then eventually the New England players? Well, like like I said, um, as my son got older, the Renegades ended up going away, so I had to find somewhere for him to play. Yeah. And uh, initially, I went into it as a parent, just scouted some teams, and at the time, Rhode Island Crush was a, a pretty big name in Rhode Island at the time. So brought him to tryouts, he performed well. And then we had a coaching crisis. <laughs> the, the, the fifth grade coach at the time couldn't stick to the job. So myself and um, uh, East Providence freshman Trey Rizindis, his pops uh, was the head coach at the time with me. We kind of filled in for the original coach. Yeah. So um, my son and Trey were teammates at the time for Crush and that's sort of how you know, I got into the crush and um, Coach Resendiz, he kind of couldn't hold up his end due to work uh, and all that type of stuff. So I stepped in full time for him at that point, And it's just been full steam ahead at that time. That's awesome. That's um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My transition to New England players came. The owner of players at the time, well, now Team New England, is um, my cousin's, my wife's cousin. So he was always on me, like, listen, we're family. You shouldn't be anywhere else. You know, the whole guilt trip thing. And uh, he finally got through to me, man. You know, my, my son was finally in fifth grade and playing age level or grade level. And um, I said it was time. I had a solid team, took a few pieces from Crush. <laughs> and we just just went into it that way, you know, and it, it became New England players. And that's where it uh, kind of started and got us to where we are now with Team New England. That's awesome. And now you're the assistant director of Team New England. Like, how did you guys develop team? I mean, Team New England's like, I feel like I see it everywhere over like my social media. You guys seem like yeah. a great job with the kids. Um, like, how did you guys just develop Team New England and make it grow so big what it is today? Um, it, it, it was a very slow grind. I, I have to be honest. But like I said, um, our, the owner and director of the organization, he has a business degree. He's a businessman, essentially, who left the six-figure position in corporate America to, to chase his dreams, which is coaching and directing a basketball. Um, he, we just take a business approach with everything except for dealing with the kids. Yeah. So our, our, our model is this. We now have um, branches in Mass, Rhode Island, New Jersey, um, 
all throughout Mass, Central Mass, Metro West, Springfield. We're literally all over the place. And it just comes from reaching out to different programs that um, may not have the same platform that we do mm-hmm. and say, listen, let's give these kids an opportunity to be on a bigger stage. You know, and um, nine times out of 10, it, it, it works for everyone. Now, our Adidas sponsorship may uh, contribute to that. <laughs> but um, like, we're just blessed, man. With the whole New England players thing, it kind of um, went under when the whole Adidas situation and the college stuff happened, mm-hmm. um, which is why we kind of disposed of the New England players name. Didn't really want to associate it with what we were trying to do with the brand. Yeah. So um, came up with Team New England, and uh, we literally believe that we can be Team New England. And, and in order to compete nationally, we kind of have to pull our resources, meaning from all of our branches, let's go out here and put the best team on the floor when we travel out to Indiana or Las Vegas or Georgia or wherever we may go and just really literally defend New England. And that's sort of our model. That's awesome. I love that. Also, first of all, you guys have like the sickest jerseys. I do. It's not like, I love those jerseys. Those things are awesome. Like, I was like, man, I was a kid that I would like to, you know, play for you guys because it reminds me of the Brooklyn Nets, like the color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're just... Honestly, was the uh, the thought behind the logo and um, everything else. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I see you guys everywhere. I mean, I spoke to a couple of your players and see what you guys do for them, and uh, it's just awesome to see like Team New England grow and see you guys compete. And it's awesome to see something from like Brown and other research, like you know Massachusetts, you know, be able to go compete on the bigger stage. It's cool. Gets uh, gets yeah, absolutely. Gets us, us New Englanders our our name out there and gets those kids out there and it's hope for those kids to play at a higher level, get noticed. That that's the ultimate goal, man. Like everyone has NBA dreams if you're in love with this game. But um the ultimate goal is always free school. Yeah. Like and we preach that to our kids from day one at trials. Listen, this is an opportunity for you to give your parents a break, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> just sort of listen, you work hard, we'll work hard and we'll try to get you in the best position possible. So that's awesome. Yeah, I love it, coach. That's great. And I think that's a great model. And uh, like you said, you don't want to end up with student loan debt sucks. Uh, no, for sure. <laughs> so that's great. And I, now to get back, uh, you know, also your other coach career, you ended up coaching at middle school too. And how did you correct. end up at middle school, at uh, Gordon middle, middle School, correct? Yes, correct. correct. Um, Gordon's a private school in East Providence. And I have to admit, I was a dad coach. I didn't fully trust many people coaching my son when he was younger. Yeah. So um, the position popped up and they actually reached out to me because of my uh, AAU coaching. And um, I said, absolutely. So I stepped in. I did that for four years. And, um, we kind of parted ways because our, our ideas on the sport kind of went two separate ways <clears throat> in meaning that um, the athletic director that hired me, her and I were on the same page. Like, listen, we want to build a competitive program. We want to... Uh, when we want our guys to learn basketball, play hard, those type of things. And then when the new athletic director came in, it sort of became the uh, whole uh, participation trophy approach. Oh, no. And um, it was something I'm passionate about and love. I can't go half speed. So it's like, I, it's, this relationship's just not going to work. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just not. And luckily at the time, um, I got approached by a booster for Rocky Hill, actually whose son, ironically, quick story, I was playing against Rocky Hill, actually, their middle school team, and um, we won by some absurd amount. And after the game, the, the 
the booster approached me and was like, hey, listen, I just kicked my son's ass, but I love the way you can control that team. Yeah. He was like, those are a bunch of privileged guys, this and that and the third. It's, Gordon's a, a, a big school in terms of the kids that are there. Like, it's a wealthy school, I guess you would say. Yeah. So um, he kind of was impressed with the way I was able to control those kids, knowing their attitude towards certain things. If I'm putting it lightly, kind of yeah. filling the blanks. But um, so he said that they had a, a coaching position opening up at Rocky Hill. They actually had three. Uh, and if I would be interested. So he put me in touch with the athletic director, who also was only at Rocky Hill for a year um, prior, prior to reaching out. Um, and we just made it happen from there. And I was fortunate enough that when they reached out, they had three positions. As you know, uh, we run Team New England, Rhode Island with three heads. Myself, Coach uh, Lottie Odabella, and Coach Juan Carter. Um, we sort of run Team New England as a collective. Yeah. And our ultimate goal is to get as many kids into a prep school as possible. So we figured we're having success with AAU. Why not continue the marriage and now bring it on to a prep school where we could give our kids an even bigger opportunity. So currently it's the three of us at Rocky Hill. That's awesome. That's really, that's really cool that you, all three of you guys are able to go to Rocky Hill and be in that, be in that prep school. And what, like, do you guys, like, what's your coaching philosophy at, you know, when you come to Rocky Hill, what would, how do you develop your coaching philosophy and what do you bring over to Rocky Hill? At Rocky Hill, we're big on detail and teaching. Same thing with Team New England. Like if we actually had a, a, a guest at one of our AAU practices recently, <clears throat> and he stopped us after and said, listen, my son played AAU for seven years. I paid an absurd amount of money, and he did not get anything of what I saw in this one practice. Wow. Meaning our practices aren't throw the balls out and you guys go up and down. We yell, push it or go or or those type of things. Our practices are really detailed and broken down. We run from fourth grade all the way to Rocky Hill V1, the same offensive sets. Yeah. Meaning we teach you young and it travels all the way through our program. And if you are then in turn become a Rocky Hill student, you already know what's expected of you. You know, we run college sets. It's all nonstop. It's one set with 50 options off of that set. Yeah. Um, so our practices are broken down that way. And that's just sort of what we preach to our kids. Pay attention to the details. It's the little things. If we say V cup first, if you feel like you're open and don't have to, that's not what we're teaching you. We're telling you follow these details. And we just kind of build them up that way. And it's all attention to detail, man. And that's just literally what we preach from day one all the way through graduation at high school. It's, it's just our way of doing things. So that's sort of the approach we take and commitment, man. Work hard, work your ass off. That always gets rewarded. That's right. It's true. It's awesome. I mean, I I would love to play for you right now if I could turn back time and <laughs> be born in a different direction. Uh, uh, but that's awesome that you guys, you know, first of all, all three of you guys are able to work together. And I love the coaching philosophy and the attention to detail. It sounds something like one of my, uh, a couple of my mentors have always preached to me too, which is the biggest thing. Um, you know, what has your time been like at Rocky Hill? And like, you know, it seems like you guys are trying to flip it into like a powerhouse as well too. you know, your St. George's and your St. Andrews. Absolutely. Um, my time at Rocky Hill has been far better than I expected it to be, if I'm being transparent. Mm -hmm. um, 
coming into new situations, being inner city coaches primarily, <clears throat> and going out to these prep schools, you never know what you're really going to get in terms of commitment from the school. Um, from day one, when we met with the, our athletic director, Megan Williams, who's absolutely incredible. Um, I can't say enough about her. Uh, head of admissions, Mr. Jane Cooney, head of, head of the, like, these guys were all on board. And it's like, listen, coaches, whatever you need, we really want to build up this program. Um, our predecessors had some success out there. Like they uh, went to the NEPSAC finals, NEPSAC class D finals two years in a row. Um, great teams, Tedrick Wilcox, Jawan Hayes, Steve and Laura, like they had a powerhouse prior to us. Um, for whatever reason that, that that relationship dissolved and they brought us in, but they're fully, fully invested in building that program. We actually recently were showing the site where our new facility is going to be placed. Um, we drew up a few proposals for movement in our class. Like currently we sit in NEPSAC class D. Um, within the next year, or well, I won't say year, but within the next two or three years, our plan is to move up the NEPSAC class AA, which is where St. Andrews and um, St. George's play currently. Um, so I, I think that it's only going to get better from this point. You know what I mean? Like I said, with the new facility coming in and, and them fully supporting us, I, I think it only gets better. That's awesome. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is having that support and, you know, you know, how showing that they're having that support and building that facility. And I think that's the biggest, like you had mentioned, it's the biggest key. I think that's awesome for you guys, too, because that just gives you guys more room to grow and, you know, help bring in prospects and stuff like that for you guys as well, too. Absolutely. And um, they actually did a fantastic job, both admissions and our athletic director. We recently had some um, fortunate luck of landing one of the top recruits in Connecticut currently who already holds offers from a few D1 schools and Walter Andrews. He's um, oh, yeah. ranked top five in his class in Connecticut right now. So he sort of fell to us due to Springfield Commonwealth closing down yeah. um, due to COVID. So um, he's a team New England player who um, just needed to play. Like he has the interest. He already holds a few offers from school. Um, George Washington currently reached out. So um, for us to be able to associate Walt with Rocky Hill, it kind of gives us a shot in the arm that, is going to push us in the right direction. So that's, that's it's coming and, and, and they pushed and got that deal done in a week. Wow. So, I mean, it, he was like, listen, I'm interested. I want to come. So between coach Lottie, who is the head coach of V1 and um, our athletic director, they were able to get that done within a week. So they're definitely motivated. And we have a lot of stuff coming down the line, man. A lot of stuff. So, that's awesome. I'm excited for you guys. It's it's great. I think it's awesome. Uh, I really love the sweatshirt. I got to buy one too because oh, I got to represent for Rocky Hill. Um, I want to know what has been your biggest challenge with this season with COVID and everything that everything like what's been like the ups and downs of dealing with COVID. Well, the the, the biggest struggle right now would be gym space. Prior to the governor lifting her certain um, restrictions, we weren't able to get in the gym. Not even at Rocky Hill because um, they're, they're, they're really big on maintaining what they need to so that we're able to have a season. Mm -hmm. So um, no one was able to enter the gym until restrictions were lifted. And even now it's sort of um, fill out this uh, COVID screening app. Once you leave, sanitize in, sanitize out. Once you leave, spray down everything. 
once you spray down everything now get the fog machine fog everything <laughs> like it's still a lot right now um but we've been fortunate enough to finally get in and it, it's just really tough seeing the kids play with masks and we're, we're sticklers like we want our season probably more than the kids do yeah you know what i mean so it's like no put that up over your nose no don't let it drop oh yeah. get your mask it's, it's constant reminders because it's an adjustment for everyone but we're making it happen man so that's that's good yeah i'm glad that you guys are able to get you know some you know somewhat of a season you're playing some yeah. interclassic league teams too and i'm sure uh you know played have you guys played st andrews in them yet well we we played st andrews prep um it didn't go our way i'll say that <laughs> <laughs> um i'm not a coach to make excuses however we do have a lot of injuries we have three of our starters missing Two, yeah. uh, two leading scorers from last year, uh, Parker Mason, he's out for the season. He just recently had surgery on his knee. And mm-hmm. Amir Gomes, Amir, his first game back is actually today. Oh, he wow. played six minutes on Monday in a, a tune-up game, non-league game. Um, his first game back is today, since July. He hasn't played since July. He had a broken foot. Oh, wow. So, That's yeah, this is his first game back today. That's tough. Yeah, I talked to Parker. I know that he was, he was telling me he had some – he had to have knee surgery and he was out. I felt bad. Yeah, he's good. He's a good kid too. I feel feel really bad. That sucks. Really good kid. He's fortunate enough to have already committed to school. So yeah, this season kind of was like just so, him having his senior year and then moving on. So yeah, he's he's a lucky one. Amir fortunately is a junior, so he'll be back next year. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, next year our, our team our team should be ready. I'll put it like that. Like our our team should be ready next year. Hopefully. The injury bug stays away from us. Our first two years at Rocky Hill, it has not been nice. <laughs> like my guy BJ, uh, he, he he's been looking forward to playing for us for years, and we get there and he had shoulder injuries in both seasons, and he's a senior, so hasn't played much. Maybe I believe two games last year he played before getting hurt. Jeez. So I mean, it, it's tough. And then Denzel Correa just recently hurt his ankle. He was out two, three games this season. Uh, it's it's just tough, man. It's nonstop. That's that's tough. So. That's that's really tough. I I mean, I'm excited for you guys. You know, for you know next season. Hopefully, I can you know we can have crowds, and I would definitely love to catch, catch a game and be there. Uh, I'd love to have you, man. Be awesome. You can catch me wearing that hoodie because I got to. Might have to get a care package together for you. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that, that hoodie. Um, so now, Coach, I got uh, you know. One couple more questions and then we'll wrap it up. What is your favorite thing to do outside of basketball? My favorite thing outside of basketball would be to sit on my couch and do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I, I, I'm running so much, man. If I could steal an hour or two to sit down and doing nothing, then I'm in heaven, man. That's all I ask. Uh, well, hopefully you can get that time at some point. I know you're really busy and, yeah, and it's, like, it seems it's like tough, the, man. the high school and the AU seems to be kind of interlocked in now with each other with everything that's going on so it's, it's, it's yeah kind of covid made it even harder because everything like i said is sitting on top of each other so it's it's like trying to send um our teams out our teams just recently signed on to play on marquee hoops it's um a nike partner circuit to made hoops yeah. to the non-nike team so had our first trip out to where, where the hell did pennsylvania oh. last week and so um my son's actually in quarantine and and sent back, but we went out there, we were pretty successful, but we also had to come back and coach a high school game on Monday. So, so it's like, everything's kind of sitting on each other. So 
but we, we, we're making it work so are you are you getting any sleep is a real question <laughs> um truthfully no <laughs> truthfully not much not much man because even once the day is over like i get out of practice 8 30 9 o'clock at night by the time i get home it's phone calls from coach bug coach lottie we're on the phone think talking about what's next we're watching film together like so it it's it's literally nonstop, man, around the clock. I'm getting to bed about 1230 every night because we we preach the details to our kids. So we kind of have to know what those details are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. a lot of studying. It's a lot of game film. It's, it's, it's nonstop. And now with AU us playing at a higher level, it's the same thing. We, we require our, our eighth grade team to watch the game film. We'll send it to you. Pay attention. Break it down. We need your notes. We present what we see, you present what you see, we discuss it, and then we apply it in our next practice. So that's sort of where we're at right now. And um, the earlier we could get them started with that, we actually about to start with um, Coach Lottie's seventh grade team as well, doing the same thing. So the earlier we could start with these guys being smart basketball players and not just talented basketball players, the better off they'll be in the long run. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I, I love that. I think that's such a good model. I think, you know, Talent, talent don't get you so far, but having a high basketball IQ will also take you even further. Absolutely. You have to know how to play basketball, man. It's not just about putting a ball in a hole. Yeah, exactly. Coach, uh, this has been awesome, a lot of fun. I really enjoyed our conversation. I would love to, like, sit down with you during one game day of film and just pick, watch you, pick your brain and watch how you break it down because it just seems like you just, you know, a student, Absolutely. student of the game and a coach of the game, I, I, would, I would just be awesome to sit there and uh, – you know, just be a part of that. I think that I think you're just you seem such as like a smart guy and with basketball and life period itself. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's no problem, man. We can do it again. Yeah, <laughs> we'll sit Sweet. down with we'll, we'll live stream six feet apart with our mask. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good to me. I'm all <laughs> and, and figure out. You know, just we we'll make it happen, man. That sounds that sounds great. Well, coach, uh, it means a lot to me for you being on the show, and I appreciate your time. I know I know uh, you've been busy, so I'm glad that we're able to see this no. in. Uh, it means a lot to me, so I appreciate it. No, absolutely, I appreciate you. I actually love everything that you're doing, man. It's it's great to highlight some of these kids. Thank it, you. It is, and they, they need the platform. You and Ramon are doing a wonderful job, man. Thank you for that. Thank you so much, Jack. Yeah, we appreciate it very much. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Any statements before we sign off for anything? Um, coming to Rocky Hill. No. <laughs> hey, that's um, I mean. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, I, I'm just happy for the state of uh, that Rhode Island basketball is in, man. I just want to continue to push forward, man. You know, there, there's programs out there doing some great things. And I just want everyone to get everything they need out of this game, man. It, it's a blessing to be able to play the sport. It's a blessing the things that could come from it, man. So no matter where you are, what jersey you're wearing, put your head down, keep pushing, man. And much success to everyone. That's awesome. Thank you, Coach. Thank you so much for your time. No, thank you for having me, man. Have a good one. Thanks, you too. All right. That was my interview with Coach Michener. Great interview with Coach Michener. I'm really excited. I hope we can do something where I watch him break down film because that would be awesome. I really enjoyed, you know, hearing his attention to detail. And after our conversation, too, uh, that wasn't recorded, some stuff that we talked about, he's just very detailed and very about life. Um, just a great guy. Anyone who's under who gets to coach and learn underneath Coach Michener is very extremely lucky. And as well as with Coach Lottie, I've heard great things about them. So anyone that goes to Rocky Hill or plays for Team New England, they're extremely lucky to have two coaches that are really attention to detail and will really give them the effort that need need to be successful on and off the court. So great, great interview. Very, very happy that I got him on the show. And uh, I just can't thank him enough for being on the show. So it was, it was great. 
On Wednesday, I have another great interview coming to you guys. I have Jackson Walsh coming on the show. And then also on Friday, I have Trey Resendiz, Resendiz coming on as well too. Um, Jackson plays, Jackson's a senior guard for Cumberland boys basketball team. And Trey is a freshman guard for East Providence boys basketball team. So great interview with those two as they try to make their playoff push in the upcoming season as well too. Sunday, we have another live event for you guys, just a recap show again. And then also Sunday, I sit down with some coaching legends in the state. I sit down with Coach Hart, Coach Saris, and Coach Aaron Thomas, the head coach of North Kingston, and Coach Hart is the head coach of St. Andrews, and Coach Saris is a just recently retired coach from Rogers. Great interview with these guys. You guys will have to check that out. That will be the roundtable on Sunday at uh, 12 o'clock, so definitely keep your eyes on the lookout for those as well too thank you guys for listening to the show thank you guys for being supportive as always really appreciate it we continue to grow bigger things coming down the pipeline um you know hopefully can make some big announcements down the line uh, but i will see you guys on wednesday we'll, we'll keep you updated with those announcements have a good one